And I spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star too. For two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is a very special guest. She was on the Schmigadoon episode and is still the co-host of both the Following Has Been Approved and the Elitist podcasts. It's my sister, Jacqueline Riley, everyone. Woo! Hi! Hi! <laughs> How's it going? Amazing. I feel like I'm on a game show. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and we're here today to talk about The Princess and the Frog, which I want to say it's like one of the best Disney movies ever, in my opinion. Um, and it's fit and it's fitting because today's Valentine's Day. So <laughs> So, ergo, we're going to talk about love and everything and frogs. You know, all the things, yes. Uh, this also shocked me. This movie came out in 2009. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, no. This screenplay is by Ron Clements, John Musker, and Rob Edwards. Music and lyrics by Randy Newman. Directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, which I welcome them back to the pod because I think uh, they did The Little Mermaid, and I can't remember what other movie they did that I've covered. I've covered so many stuff. Uh, They've done a lot, too, so. Yes. A, lo- a lot of Disney properties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and according to IMDb, a waitress desperate to fulfill her dreams as a restaurant owner is set on a journey to turn a frog prince back into a human being, but she has to face the same problem after she kisses him. Sure. <laughs> I guess without giving too much away, they tried. Yeah, I will, yeah. Uh a question I had. So while I was rewatching this, uh there there's that moment where after they're both frogs and they leave the party, Tiana gets freaked out because she hears the dog talk to her. When they're human later, can they talk to Lewis? And what do you, uh well, I mean, you, I know you don't have the answer, but what do you think? I'd like to think they still can because they went on this great adventure together and he's a jazz playing alligator. So <laughs> I'd want to still talk to him. I mean, he doesn't want to eat humans. So that's a good, th- good Mm-mm. sign. Probably one of the few. Because <laughs> I live in the land of the gators and, and I would not want to be around them other than Lewis. So. I mean, if an alligator started playing trumpet, would you run away scared, uh, scared or just be very confused? Run away confused? Okay. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, gator, but trumpet? <laughs> it's going to kill me one way or the other. I'm just running. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thoroughly enjoyed myself rewatching this video, this movie, because it's just so good. It like. Is. I was I was hard pressed to find flats in it because it was it's amazing. They tackle uh, so many subjects that like Disney hasn't tackled before. For instance, a woman not uh, a, a leading female character not looking for love by any means, really. Mm-hmm. No, and I think that's why so like that's why I love this movie because I think. Um, I saw like Tiana to me was like a real person and I, and she, she wanted to work hard. She was following her dreams and she was going to do it by any means possible betting on herself. And I think that's why I really connected with it and liked it. And that's why it's one of my favorite Disney movies. Which I'm also surprised you picked this because I didn't know that this was one of your favorite Disney movies, to be totally honest. It is. Yeah. Um, I will I like the I don't they call it the new like the new princess era that we're in. I forgot what it's called. The revival era? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um but like Merida, Tiana, like the, the like that period where it's like these women who are getting stuff done. Yes. Taking, and 
following what they want to do for themselves. So the feminist era, if you will. It's awesome. Or like the real life era, you know, like this is what True. This is, you know, we're not all you know, Cinderella's a great story. It's you know, it it, it is what it is, but you don't see yourself in Cinderella. <laughs> right. And that's what a lot of, even during the Renaissance era, where we had the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. and Beauty and the Beast, it was kind Almost of there. there. Yeah. Like the song. <laughs> so it was Disney's, it was Disney saying, we're almost there, but now here, and here's the song for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, they recognize it. So this is based off of the Frog Prince, which is, um, collected fairy tale from the brothers Grimm published in 1812 um which i find it interesting cuz i think this is the only disney mo- movie based off of a fairy tale that references what they're based off of where do they reference it so in the beginning before tiana's turned into a frog yeah well, also in the beginning, in the very beginning, Tiana's mom is reading it to her and Charlotte. That's right. That's right. Very meta. Very meta. I, I, I wish they would do that for another one, like a future one, personally, because mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting to see, you know, like, I know we're twisting it. And also, I read that this is the last one of the last times that Disney named it after the fairy tale, named the movie after a fairy tale. Cause like after this was Tangled, which was Rapunzel. And then they didn't call Frozen, which was the the ice queen or whatever. Right. Yeah. So they, they like find something else, which is interesting. Yeah. Before this, we had like Tarzan and Mulan and Cinderella, as you mentioned, which were all based off of their stories. Yes. So in the movie, uh, actually mm. in like the same scene that we're just ta- we were just talking about, Tiana's wearing this like gorgeous like silverly silvery blue dress. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why Disney didn't capitalize on that that dress more so than the one that they do. You know that green the princess- lily pad dress. Yes. I guess it depends too a lot on like what you are shopping for. <laughs> In all honesty, like um True. you know, like the like Tiana's um like the the big ball gown dress, like the lily pad dress, like that is uh inspiration for wedding dresses. Like Disney had a wedding dress line and that was like a big oh, you know, so right. right so, yes. So so it depends it depends on on your like they know what their audience is looking for also too like when you go to the parks like you see the little girls wearing princess dresses and so they have a tiana dress and it's the lily pad one because that's the little girls want to wear the poofy and go get their hair done and all that stuff so it's been a minute since i've been to the parks uh does tiana wear the lily pad dress or does she wear mm-hmm for the most part she does like when when she's like in the shows and everything um they're mostly in the ball gowns yes most princesses are oh and they're like famous ball dress oh interesting do you know how long she's in that dress in the movie i counted (laughs) oh probably not very long she's in it for 40 seconds four zero i was gonna say 45 so i would have been close yeah because uh it, it's only at the end when mama odie which love oh we're gonna have a whole section on jennifer lewis do not worry perfect uh mama odie officiates them as frogs mm-hmm. and then they get turned into humans so and then she goes into another wedding dress which i don't know if that one inspired another dress for their line i'll have to look it up but I I think her outfits are very interesting. And apparently, according to IMDb, she wears the most, uh, she has the most costume changes out of all Disney characters, Disney princesses. Hmm, interesting. Sorry, even, though for the, even though for the majority of it, she's a frog. <laughs> Which I know was a big criticism when this movie came out, because it was a big deal that it was, you know, Disney's first black princess, right? Obviously, as it should be. And mm-hmm. there was some some pushback on the fact that most of the movie she spent turned into a frog. So, 
a little bit of controversy yeah i could see i could yes yes i un, i understand that argument but like when she's a human she's glor she's fabulous in my opinion <laughs> i agree and not only that i mean anika noni rose is just like can do no wrong <laughs> i thought she i watched the mask singer for like maybe three seasons and i really thought she was one of the, the contestants once because i was like that, that's her like she's amazing and that's her voice it's so pure then i think it was leanne rhymes sorry sorry leanne rhymes <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry anika like geez maybe she's been on it because it's they're on what season 10 already or whatever i don't know so many things <laughs> i know i don't know i think she does better than that so we kind of brought her up let's get into the jennifer lewis of it all then <laughs> and oprah who's oprah oprah voices oh, her mom how about that oprah doesn't sing oprah does not sing no but both her and jennifer lewis have like this a similar moment with tiana where it's like what is your dreams mm-hmm. because tiana throughout the whole movie has been wanting this restaurant that her dad wants has been uh wanted to build but they're both like that's great that you want to do this but like what's really your dream right turns out it was really her dream though because she loved to cook too and she got married (laughs) she wanted she wanted to have it all and yeah she she found a she found a guy who like I, I I think this is a trope in a lot of like rom-coms where like the uh, lead characters don't really like each other, but then they fall in love because they got to know each other throughout the journey. Yeah, it's like that because um, it's like the knee-jerk instinct on someone that once you and then you get to know them a little bit and mm-hmm. you think differently of them. Yes, don't judge a book kind of a thing. Yes, there but you go. back to Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> like mama odie's wonderful and jennifer lewis her songs are fantastic and i want her to sing in everything yeah i mean welcome back to the podcast jennifer lewis too i i like the voice that she puts on for mama odie because for i think the first few times i saw it i didn't really know Realize? it was jennifer lewis yeah that's like fair. like anika noni rose you know that's her voice because mm-hmm. if you Cause she's a, she's a Broadway girl. So I know her singing voice, but Jennifer Lewis put on that old lady. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she definitely put an accent on and um, it's wonderful. And I, I mean, I watch her on blackish and like, I think her comedy, like she's so gifted comedically, dramatically, musically. I'm like, gosh, this woman just does everything. Like, so wonderfully and i don't think we give we talk about her nearly enough disney needs to hire her for more movies that's all i'm gonna say well blackish is on abc so she's already in the disney universe yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's there the first song in the movie which is down in new orleans the the prologue Mm -hmm. did it sound a little like when you wish upon a star in your Here, you know what? Let me play it for you so you can listen. Hi there, future John here. I cut this out because I don't want Disney to come after me. Um, So if you want to listen to the song, I would stop the podcast now or live your life. Don't listen to me. Okay, bye. I can hear where you're coming from, but I think part of it is the orchestration of it all. That's more what I meant. And the piano. It's very grand. Plus, in the movie, it's literally after the Disney title card, you know, mm-hmm. and and I was, I think my brain just like connected those dots. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the orchestration and the Disney title card bleeding into the movie. It's wish, when you wish upon a star. I probably am the only one that thinks that. I bet you you're not, but um, but it is definitely. But I like it. I like that they do an introductory song here that isn't like. A working song or like you know here's um it, it's the song that tells you everything you know here are the characters this is the plot this is what's going to happen so on and it, so forth it, and it brings you right into the world of new orleans like i think that's part of it too so 
which I was also surprised that this is a Randy Newman. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. You can hear it in some songs, but like Mm -hmm. overall, I was like, wow, he really like changed his style. Came out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Speaking of the songs uh, of this movie, uh, does it feel like there are multiple I want songs? Do you know what I mean by I want songs, first of all? Yeah, like I desire, I wish. Yeah. My heart. So my thought was that uh, Almost There and When We're Human were I want songs, but I don't know if the latter really is one. I can see why there would be multiple ones because she wants her dream, but then she just, then she wants to just be back to being human, like herself. So (laughs) she's up against a lot here. So I can understand why there would be multiple I want songs. But would you consider when we're human and I want song? I don't think so. Because they're talking about when they turn back. like So it's not I want, it's that they know that it's going to happen. Ah, true. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a like, oh, we're going to break the spell and this is what we're going to do. Yeah, not so necessarily like almost there where she's like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. In my mind, there's a distinction. Which I looked, I looked it up. So almost there, they change style of animation and it's based mm-hmm. off of the art of Aaron Douglas who was uh an artist during uh the Harlem Renaissance I believe I read mm-hmm. that okay. which I loved it like I it, we didn't it, it didn't need to happen but I was still just like yes let's let's have it I want more of this I think what I did like about it, though, is it showed the, the different style, obviously, which is wonderful. But I think it also showed this is a dream sequence without it being like over the top dream sequence. Mm. Yes, yes. Because we we go into the the poster that she's been holding on to forever. And uh, it's it, this movie is just so beautiful. And it's so like heart warming in a way like without mm-hmm. without beating you over the head with how hot warming it is it is and i will say too we're not there yet but i'm gonna bring it up dr facilier is one of the best disney villains he is crazy and i believe he is the only the only like male disney villain that's not queer coded because you um, know so like um Jafar and um, Gaston. Gaston are and as well as Captain Hook are very like queer in nature uh part mm-hmm. of like L- the LGBT family but I feel like Dr. Facilier isn't that because they because he is just you know pure evil and he doesn't need to be flamboyant about it no he and and the flamboyance, I think, comes from his powers because he definitely has like that magical mm-hmm. um, voodoo with with him. So, um, yeah. Were they? Uh, <laughs> my favorite is that uh, the I saw this on the internet once, like many many years ago, where for the Disney villains, evil is an acronym for every villain in Lime. So, if you. <laughs> Go back and look. All the villains have lime somewhere. I whether it. whether it's Scar's eyes or in this case the smoke that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and uh his song, uh Friends on the Other Side, is amazing. <laughs> Super cool the way like they do it and like the the animation that goes with it. So also, I read this on the IMDb trivia. He's the only one that calls himself by his own name. Everyone else calls him the Shadow Man. Mm. Except for the tombstone at the end as well. The tombstone at the end does say uh, Dr. Facilier. Well, but he, because he's like legendary. So it gives more mystery about him. And it's, it, I like how we see both sides of magic, voodoo, uh, where you have Mama Ori, who is like, good and i don't want to say pure but i kind of do 
Is it but because then, she she wears white? Because Disney is so like color. <laughs> yeah. Well, she wears white, and her magic that she uses is a lot of gold. Meanwhile, Doctor Facilier is in darker jewel tones, and he he has the lime uh, essence around him, if you will. That is mm-hmm. his. That's his magic. So they have purple eyes too, like crazy. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to cross his paths with him personally. (laughs) But he is one of the coolest dressed villains for sure. Oh yeah, with the with the little vest and the jacket and the tails and everything. Like the hat, the top hat. Oh my god, the top hat that rarely like it leaves his head maybe twice. Yeah, maybe. which is amazing. <laughs> it's a permanent fixture on that man's head. Uh, how did you feel about Charlotte? Since we're talking about characters, Charlotte as a person, as a person, yeah. I mean, I think she has redeeming qualities. Like, I think she, like, she wants to help Tiana at the end. Like, she really is. You know, um, she wants to do all that. Um. I think she's a good person, but I think she doesn't know what she doesn't know. I don't think she fully understands like what privilege is and all that stuff. Right. But yes, that's not to say I don't think she's a malicious person either. So no, she's she's a she's the comic relief. Mm-hmm. She's she's very vapid, but also she puts Tiana. She does put Tiana first in some ways. Prime example at the party when Tiana bumps into her beignet pit table and like gets all dirty and everything charlotte doesn't cause a fuss or anything she's just like let's get you cleaned up like that is that is the first thing that she says to her and i i was very appreciative of that fact you know that uh they are best friends and that they are there for each other no matter what even if it's like you know uh charlotte is out for is kind of a gold digger (laughs) in a way or or oh, for title is yeah but like you know she saw her friend in distress and was like bros before hoes yes <laughs> absolutely so let's talk about evangeline for a hot second did you know evangeline is not really a star oh no i did not i found this both on imdb and like a wiki page for Disney um so two sources that may be wrong but according to both of them they're saying that Evangeline is the planet Venus oh that makes sense because Venus is the brightest celestial thing in the sky plus then they were also playing off the I uh, from what they stated they're playing off of the uh Roman god or Greek goddess yeah whereas she's a um uh, the goddess of love and everything so mm-hmm. which ray and evangeline my god that is the uh, i i sobbed <laughs> oh. this is also another like this movie does a lot of things that disney doesn't really do for instance murder a character it does happen but not a lot disney kills off a lot of parents so or they're dead to begin like we don't see them or hear of their death real like but like we, we know heard, they die we heard dr facilier step on ray and mm-hmm. there was a there was an audible crunch which you know that breaks that broke my heart but then at the end when you see the stars together um it was so it was beautiful you know like it's you know so he lives pretty. on which, he does he found his love which I, I I'm gonna get a little personal here, and I and this is why I thought you picked this movie. It was um, when J- Jacqueline got married. I was her man, of, man honor. of honor. I almost said best man. I was like, no, that's not right. No. Uh, I was her man of honor, and when I made a speech, I ended it by saying, you know, may your love shine as bright as rays and Evangelines, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And you know. I wish that to everyone. Now that I think about it, you yeah. know, you, you know, may your love shine as bright as rain Evangeline, especially today on Valentine's Day. Bingo. <laughs> or self-love, you know, it's all fine. So <laughs> or self which I feel like also Tiana needed to find that. Both mm-hmm. actually both of them needed to find that her and Naveen. 
you know, gotta love yourself before you love somebody else. As Ruth uh, it's us. so true. <laughs> it's so true, though. Writing this question down kind of broke me while watching this movie. So in the movie, um, Tiana and Naveen make a deal where if Tiana kisses her, Naveen will help her buy, like, buy, pay for her restaurant and everything. But in doing so, he would have to marry Charlotte and then ask for, and then use their money to pay for it. Why didn't Tiana just go to Charlotte's dad and be like, can I borrow some, can I, can you loan me the money? Hmm. She wanted to work for it and earn it and do it herself. Well, there, there's never a moment that we see her not think about that or say like, I'm too proud to ask for money. Um, so that's why I was that I, I, I spiraled it for a second there where I was just like, wait, why does she just do this? It's kind of, it, uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a logical yeah. thing. <laughs> but I think she, um, I mean, she saved so much. What does she have that like bucket where she saves everything? Oh yeah. And... She has all of her, all of her tips and everything that she's. Yeah. Saved. So, so I think it's the implication of that, that she wants to like do it by herself kind of a thing. So that's what I get. Which, uh, by the way, they touch on racism in this mm-hmm. where the, um, well, I don't know what exactly their role is the are they like bankers or the the yeah the bankers they're not only racist they're sexist it seems like Mm. and it's like oh with one line disney (laughs) we get their characters (laughs) very fast i mean they 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 do they really don't shy away from from the things in this movie you i mean you can have a whole movie just on the banking institution and their lending practices based on that one scene but we can go down a whole rabbit hole with that so uh that's not what we're here to talk about no (laughs) in this movie there are nine songs well nine songs listed uh Mm -hmm. one there's one song repeated three times which is down in new orleans uh I, do you feel like though that there could have been maybe more songs or music in general because like Naveen plays the ukulele and we have Louie who plays the trumpet there could have been a little bit more but I think you know when you have a robust story if you put too much more in it could have felt like they're adding more to add more as opposed to like what makes sense and it, it's interesting though that like the who gets a song in this movie because like you would you would think Charlotte would have gotten one or like a lion in something, but she doesn't. Uh, no, but I think it's really to put the because you you're putting the focus on Tiana, like yeah, and so yeah. and then you know you have Doctor Facilier doing the villain song because you have to have one. You have to have a villain song. Which I'm yes. not going to, this is, I, I'm going to say this is one of the few times that the villain song doesn't outshine the hero songs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we love, we love um, uh, Ursula's song. Poor um, Unfortunate Souls. Poor Unfortunate Souls. We love Be Prepared. Um, but I feel like this is one of the few times in Disney's canon where it's like, uh, though great friends on the other side i think almost there is better okay i can see that because uh you know I, I i and i'm gonna give credit to i think it's because of anika noni rose i would yeah and i think too like um i think almost there is definitely the more um relatable song and it's definitely the more memorable song i think um friends on the other side again yeah like you said well good it's not it's not the one i go back to Mm-hmm. So. or when we're human even like that one is a little more hummable than friends on the other side mm-hmm. i think it's the it's the like the 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 score behind it too makes them i think a little bit more just like everyday listenable mm-hmm. and then you get the heartfelt my bell evangeline which yeah i mean not my favorite not my favorite but still a great like there I, there isn't a clunker in this movie is basically what i think i'm trying to say <laughs> yes 
even though they do repeat down in New Orleans three times, it's different every time because you know you yeah. have the that prologue one, which I said sounds a little bit like When You Wish Upon when a Star. Then you have the actual one, which is sung by I want to give this person credit, um, Doctor John. It's great because it's a third party. You know, we don't. It's not a breakout into song moment, and it. The song doesn't give you the information of Tiana. The images do, so which is mm-hmm. great. Uh, yes. And then the final one is the finale. So it's like a little bit of everything, and then very um, Randy Newman, though. Very Randy. <laughs> the oh, the one that I thought was, yeah, the the uh, the one that Doctor John sings, I think, was very Randy Newman. But I think the the repetition of it is very Randy Newman. Interesting. Because, yeah. you know, when I think, when I hear Randy Newman, I think Toy Story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so the fact that he did this was, was very, <laughs> was very not what interesting you choice. Not yes. what I, and not what I was expecting, too. Yeah. Where I read that, like, the creatives, like, went to New Orleans to immerse themselves in the culture and to understand things. And uh, I think Randy Newman like studied there a little bit to like pull influence you have to you can't get that wrong have you been to new orleans i don't remember i have not i'd love to go but this movie kind of makes me wants to go (laughs) oh i I wants to go period like i don't know i've seen like their food on like travel channels and stuff and i'm just like oh god i want to eat all of it To your knowledge, has Disney put a restaurant in New Orleans that is Princess and the Frog theme? Like in the city of New Orleans? Yes. No. How about in the parks, though? I think they might have something. Well, so they have the whole... So at Disney World, they have the Port Orleans Resort, which is all New Orleans themed. So they... And they have a lot of Princess and the Frog theming throughout the resort i feel like they're missing out on putting something in if they can i mean that might be a- I, I was gonna say i think they that it that's not the place for them like mm. <laughs> i think it's sm- like smaller like there's a lot of like smaller restaurants i think and stuff that really thrive there so more homegrown if yeah. you will although disney does do a pretty good beignet at their port orleans resort and yeah they're mickey shaped they're very delicious of course they're mickey shaped (laughs) so i'm here with one of tiana's best friends if we will say that i'm going to be so daring to say that andrea fleming welcome to the podcast thank you hi this episode is going to be out on Valentine's Day. What do you think like makes this movie so like romantic and perfect for Valentine's Day? I mean, there's so many things. I think it's so perfect for Valentine's Day. One, because you have like the traditional like love story element to it. But also it's so perfect for modern Valentine's Day because Tiana is the princess who is just like, independent she doesn't need a man she loves her man but she like does for herself and she works hard and it's just like it's a really empowering message for all the singles out there as well because they really don't get together till the end and she's really not thinking about him till the end you know what i'm saying right yeah 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 and that that's like a great message as part of the new oh what is it called like the new era of like the disney movies where it's like exactly we don't need a man um oh is this actually your favorite like disney movie you could be you, like i think tiana will understand if you say no but like is this <laughs> is she your is she your favorite character no i'm not so the crazy thing is i'm not a like a disney fanatic like you know people that i worked with however um i do appreciate tiana i appreciate her character I think my favorite Disney movie, though, just from kid nostalgia, is like Pocahontas, maybe even Aladdin, because I, mean, I grew up yeah. with. Them. <laughs> yes, they, they each have issues, but like I grew up with them, and I just can't let them go. You know, they also have great songs uh, in the in those in those <laughs> movies that you listed. Yeah, uh, so 
You're you're friends with Tiana at one of at which park was it? Hong Kong Disneyland. From Disneyland. Oh, California. Yeah, the one in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. Oh, in Hong Kong. Oh shit, I didn't yeah. hear that. <laughs> uh which dress did Tiana wear? The yellow dress with the apron. <gasps> That's amazing. Cause I know we see a lot of like the ball gown, which is mm-hmm. only which is only on screen for like not even a full minute. I my my favorite dress in the movie for Tiana is the blue one that she wears before she gets turned into a frog. Mm, that's a good one too. Do you have a I favorite? I don't know if my favorite. I I love the gown, but I don't know if they were like going for the essence of Tiana, which is like just hard work and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or or they're going for the commerciality of it, where it's like we gotta sell dolls, we gotta sell this, that, and the other thing, and then you know they sold wedding dresses. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what song in Hong Kong uh, Disney did Tiana walk out to? Um, so it was a kind of a mashup between um, "Almost There." And then borrowing, I forget which character sings it, but uh, dig a little deeper. That forget the character's name, the uh, old lady, the Jennifer Lewis one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they gave that song to Tiana, and she sang a mashup between those. So it started off with "Almost There," then went into "Dig a Little Deeper," and then ended with like a so version of "Almost There." It was very amazing. I loved Ooh. it. In in the um, waitress uniform. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's pretty interesting to see. It. Is she still doing that now that you're, I mean, you're no longer there, right? Right, you're, yeah. Is she still doing that or are they, did they like switch it up before you left? I think it's the same. I think they kept, they didn't change the show. In fact, the show is new. So I was part of the opening cast. It's only been running for like two, four years. What was, was this a, um, this was an actual like performance with all Disney characters or is it just Princess and the Frog? Yeah, all it was all Disney characters. So they had Merida, they had Elsa, um, Rapunzel. Who else would they have? Ariel. And then they, they had it. like Genie. Yeah, they had <laughs> everybody there. Um, and it was on stage. So it was actually in a theater. Oh, and what was the... Is this only for Hong Kong Disney though, or are there are they producing it at other Disney properties? So yeah, this show was only for Hong Kong Disney, but they kind of you know what Disney does they like remodel their shows and then like put it in a different park. So it's like essentially the same thing, but rearranged and things are added in there. Ah, huh. and what was the audition process like for this? Was it extensive? Was it just like a regular audition? Was it something a little different? Um, it- it was a little bit different. Uh, so I, I happened to just be walking by the room and saw that they were auditioning. When I went in, I had to sing a song from my own book. Then they like just had me stay, learn, I think, or no, no, they called me back the, the next day. They had me learn music. They had me dance that day. And then they had us like go in one after another and record. So... Uh. It was like a little bit different from other auditions that I've had where like, you know, you'll do an audition, they'll call you back way later, you'll do that one callback, they'll call you back way later. <laughs> and they're like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Oh, this is oh, this is so great. I've 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 always been intrigued to like talk to somebody who's performed at Disney, you know, and get a little get 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 to know the process a little more. Um mm-hmm. did the cast like rehearse in America, then go to Hong Kong? Or did you, or were they like, congratulations, you booked it. Here's your ticket to Hong Kong. Yeah, so we went straight to Hong Kong. They like, so after the audition process, they gave us, you know, a couple months. They were like, you'll hear back from us in maybe like two or three months. They called us and then they were like, in a month, you have to be ready to fly to Hong Kong. And like, you know, they took care of everything, the the flight, the place to stay. They gave us perfect and like put us in rehearsals right away wow wow (laughs) so from from getting the phone call saying you booked the gig to actually flying to hong kong what what was the time do you remember how much time was 
uh, in between? You know, it must have been a couple months, actually, because I was I was doing a show when I got the call. And I think around that time, it was like July ish. And we, I think, left for Hong Kong in August, September, August or September. No. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> the way that you made it sound earlier, I was just like, that sounds like a week. Like, we had a little time to mentally prepare, but it was, it was, it felt fast in the moment because I was planning on going back to, I live in New York and I lived in New York at the time, but I was planning on just going back to New York, auditioning some more, but it was literally like, oh, no, you just get to touch down, pack your things and go. <laughs> do you miss, do you miss Tiana? You I miss know what? Sometimes I do. And I, I miss Hong Kong a little bit sometimes. And um, I think the reason why I miss Tiana specifically is just because she felt so close to home for me. I feel like I related to her a lot, like compared to all the other princesses in the Disney family. Like she was the one that I really was like, I know that story because that feels like me. Because <laughs> the, you know, uh, being a performer, you're always hustling, always like, saving your money for one thing, be it rent yeah. or, you know, whatever. Is there anything else that you can say about working from Disney? Like, was it, did, would you do it again? Would you want to be friends with Tiana one more time or? You know what? I think I would do it again. The only thing that I wish were different were if like we had shorter term contracts, <laughs> because I, I mean, when I started, we were there for like seven and a half months. I know that they probably shorten it now to like six months, but it's just a long time to be away from home in a different country. That's so but, odd. That, that's a random number, seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because they wanted to give extra time to the rehearsal process and like installing the show. And uh, like okay. That. Oh, cause you, yeah. you, yes, you were the first cast, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think other than that, I would totally do it again. It was so much fun. The performing was incredible and I mean, you can't beat like having a place to stay in Hong Kong, right in the heart of the city next to the islands and all this stuff. So I would do it again. Seems like a once in a lifetime opportunity, maybe twice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you would like to plug promote? Are you in a, are you currently in a show? I am in a show. Uh, yeah. And I think by the time this, releases will be in tech rehearsals i'm in color purple right now in phoenix that's amazing yeah so who are you, fun. Who are you playing seely <gasps> nice <Yeah>. congratulations <laughs> thank um, you it's a dream where can people like get tickets or learn more about the uh you know you as a as an actress performer so for the show, they can go to phoenixtheater.org. Uh, let me look it up and then I'll like just go back and double check it. But um, oh no, phoenixtheater.com. Phoenixtheater.com. So that's the one in okay. Arizona. And if they are listening and they're like, wow, she seems really cool. I want to get to know her. They can just go to my Instagram, which is at theandreality, T-H-E-A-N-D-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y. And I just share about all kinds of things, motivation, mindset, performing. Ooh, that sounds amazing. You know, passing your knowledge to everyone else. So somebody will listen at some point. (laughs) But Andrew, thank you so much for doing this. Um, And I don't know how to segue out of this. So let's say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thank you. I love how Disney also makes reference to their other movies. So in this one, there's a lot of them. Like there's a King Triton float in the parade. Uh, Apparently the lamp and the carpet make yet another appearance in this. Yeah. Well, they just want you to remember, you know, who they are in case you forget (laughs) their other movies. We're Disney. (laughs) We're Disney. We've done other things, just so you know. You remember the genie? Remember the genie? <laughs> yeah. Right. This is one of like the few properties that doesn't have a sequel, if I remember correctly. Yes, I think that's correct. And what I what I really enjoy about this movie is that this one was the last one of the last ones that was animated in this 
in this like the 2D style. And by hand, I believe it said. Yeah. So, and then after that, I think this is like, it all pretty much, we were like coming into that, like, cause I think Toy Story and like Pixar had already started. Brave might've been before this too, which I know is Pixar, but still in the princess universe. So um, I think that might no, be. No, Brave was after. Brave was after. Okay. But um, um, I did read again on the IMDb trivia. So green of salt, everyone. Um, they not only, like I said earlier, they stopped naming them after the source material, but they also stopped doing it in this animation because of poor, uh, not critic reviews, but like audience reviews, hmm. poor reception, I should say, where I also read though that it came out during the same weekend as Avatar, the James Cameron film. Yeah. So it was bound to not win. <laughs> Well, but what I what I really love and appreciate about this this animation though is that it um you see the work. You know what I mean? Like not yes. that you don't see the work in the computer animation, but it's like, oh man, someone like sat there, drew that like this is someone's art. Not to say that the computer doesn't do art, but I mean it's it's just I guess maybe it's that nostalgic feeling too, that you're like, there's a cell somewhere of this. Yeah, like, that I could go buy for three hundred dollars if I really wanted to, <laughs> and that is like one of the not that that would probably be the cheapest. Yes, one. yes. So <laughs> I hate to be throwing all IMDb trivia, but this is this one like also oh geez blew my mind. No, you'll like this. Uh, since we're talking about the animation style, uh, uh, it says it was influenced primarily by Lady and the Tramp for the city scenes and Bambi for the bayou scenes. Those films were, in the director's opinion, quote, the peak of animation in the classic Disney animation style. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because Lady and the Tramp, too, they had to, like, do everything. They they only animated up to a certain point because that's all the dogs would see. So they had to get super detailed. And same thing when you're the frogs, you have to get super low to the ground. And, like, what are all those details that the frogs are seeing? So... Right. And the fact that like there's there there's a ton of detail in this movie. Like we've seen other Disney films where they're where they like do like the basic shadowing and everything, but like a couple of if you look at a few scenes, there's a lot of like shadows happening and lighting and mm-hmm. um I feel like they may have also used a like slight computer animation just for like, you know, the Mama Odie uh magic. Uh, or the all the magic scenes and everything i mean yeah who knows i'm sure they did a mix of what of medium but um yeah no it's just what i mean it's just a beautiful movie to me so i also wonder if the uh almost their animation was hand-drawn in in the paint like in the painting i would think so yeah yeah when they when they're more shapes rather than the design of the characters Mm -hmm. and also I feel like with the animation, like the design of these characters, you know how Disney likes to do the big doe eyes of their characters and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like these were not as big as like, let's say Little Mermaid. They were, yeah, they were more proportional. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Disney doing proportions? What? Never. What? More realistic. <laughs> Holy geez. Uh, Jacqueline, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Well, are we going to get into like what's on the soundtrack of your like what's on your soundtrack thing? Yeah, that's at the end where you know what that's songs you pick okay. on your likes playlist. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, no, because I just have an answer for that one. <laughs> Great. Let's get into sharp and flat, <laughs> shall we? Sharp. Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight moments, whether or not we talked about them. We talked about a lot of things. I mean. I think we glossed over the Bayou scenes, but that's all visual stuff. Like you mm-hmm. need just watch the movie if you haven't. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> we all have that, and we all have that because Disney owns us. If we liked it, it's sharp, and if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. And like I said earlier, I had difficulty finding a flat, but I found one. Found one. Just one. Uh, just one, and it's so stupid. You're gonna like hit me because it's so stupid uh what are your sharps my sharps are lewis a trumpet playing alligator because that is ridiculous 
that and walks on two legs. <laughs> that walk, and and like it could be, it could be something like so corny and stupid, but it's actually like a very redeeming, enjoyable character. So, props Which, to that. Also, if you think about it, Lewis is another meta has a has a meta moment where he is named after he's named after Louis Armstrong, and he mentions mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong in his yeah. and when I'm human. So. <laughs> He's great. Absolutely. I love He's him. He's great. Um, I really, and I think most of the character arcs are are that. So I think that they they did a really good job. Also, we didn't talk about him, but John Goodman voices a character. Like, oh my god, yes, he plays Charlotte's dad, and it's amazing. Yeah, we have John Goodman and Jennifer Lewis in the same animated movie. Like, amazing. And Oprah. Good lord. And, and Oprah. <laughs> and Oprah. Like all the sharps. All the sharps. Uh, I wrote down the animation styles that and how like they like they changed mm-hmm. not only the the one based off of Aaron Douglas but like it I did I did notice though that like when they go into the animal bayou world the animation mm-hmm. slightly changes it's not it's not yeah. super drastic but it's enough that you're like this is an interesting style and then we are in a new world yes yes uh, a whole new world if you will um (laughs) i mean i loved charlotte i know that she is vapid and like privileged but like the fact that she has a heart and she's like Mm -hmm. very very sweet and uh to tiana that's why i loved i liked her and i'm sharpening her um i also just am agreeing with you mama odie all the sharps Mm -hmm. and the snake mama odie's snake mommy (laughs) I will say too though I think I love Tiana as a character too because she becomes a princess but like she has her restaurant too and like that is important to her and she does what's important to her so big props up yeah yeah teach girls like you know the importance of working you know and mm-hmm. being girl bosses or not even just working but like rely you know your self-worth like you rely on yourself you you know that kind of a thing like yeah yeah and um in terms of like performances you know like the visuals friends on the other side is a banger oh my god with all the ghosts on the wall with all the ghosts and the the little rat the um the dolls the voodoo dolls and um the fact that they i i did read that they uh based dr facilier off of an actual voodoo um i don't want to say god priest priest or figure where mm-hmm. um they pay homage at the end of that song with the skull on his face like mm. that's who this person is known for um that and then dig a little deeper that song is amazing <laughs> oh my god like not just because it's jennifer lewis but like the big band not big do i want to say big band nature or am I thinking of like a jazz, the jazzy it's big band? It's jazz. It's not, yeah, it's more that, that it is just 100% jazz. Jazz, so. yes. Um, okay, do you have any flats? They spend too much time as frogs. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not the flat I picked. <laughs> that's what I would, that's what I have. That's, that's I, my. I, I do agree with you, you know, it have have more of tiana like give us give us a little bit more and Mm -hmm. the lily pad dress like if you're going if more than 40 seconds like you know have her like do a a a a beauty and the beast-esque waltz in it you know Mm -hmm. um the flat that i wrote down is that this is the last 2d animation feature from disney (laughs) yeah i would love to see another one like 2d mm-hmm. animation because there's something nostalgic about it but also like it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah like don't get me wrong i do love me the the mm-hmm. moana frozen brave all those three uh mm-hmm. computer animated, tangled yeah tangled but like i don't know i feel like if they find if they find the right story maybe they could do another one i don't say maybe. i don't want to say do it for every single movie from right, here right now. but like throw us throw us a 2d every once in a while just, just think about it just think about it yeah just think about it yeah yeah yeah. Hmm, yeah 
Okay, now this is the question that you've been waiting for. What songs would you add to your life's playlist? So Dig a Little Deeper is on my running playlist because it is usually in the middle of my playlist because when I'm, especially for long runs, it is like, get down in your gut and you just keep on going. Like, because no one's going to finish this race for you. So that is my life's playlist song plus like, it's, a, it's a little more like find the strength in yourself find find who mm-hmm. you are in yourself and in terms of like your running playlist you know you're like yeah and that's what it and that's what, it's very like internal like it's very it's very that and at the end when um when tiana just you know sings the blue skies and sh- sunshine line like it's just beautiful to run and like put my arms out and my head up towards the sky. And <laughs> do you, I look do you take, crazy, a, do you take do a moment and just stop? I do. And you're like, I do. <laughs> no, no. While I'm running, I have my <laughs> arms out. I'm not joking. I hope my neighbors hear this so that they know what I'm doing when they see me looking, looking crazy. <laughs> just be like, Hey neighbors, listen to this podcast. And this is what yes. I'm doing. <laughs> well, between that and the fact that when I turn around, I use airplane arms. I'm sure that someone thinks I'm nuts. I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. Keep it fun. Yes. Um, I just wrote the whole album. I couldn't there you go. I couldn't just pick one because yeah. each of them um they you don't need the visual for them, which is how I'm treating this question. You know, like almost there is phenomenal on its own. Uh, when we're human is a fun song you know, and yeah. you get you get different versions of jazz and that's it's great and that's what jazz is yes um and Jacqueline on that note we're done talking about Princess and the Frog thank you so much mm-hmm. for welcome. making me thank rewatch this me. movie <laughs> it's so good yes yes uh uh what do you have to plug or promote Yes, I am in a stark difference from Disney animated musicals. I co-host a podcast on the Cinema Geekly Network called The Elitists, which focuses on all elite wrestling, um, which is super fun. Um, And that's uh, me and one other person also talking about wrestling and we have a good time with it. So check on out cinemageekly.com. We also have a Patreon if you all are into that. And uh, we are, my other podcast, The Following Has Been Approved, is on a brief hiatus, so hoping to get that back up and running. But listen to the old episodes. I'm on one yes. of them. I don't remember which one. But yes. Before we, I started uh, podcasting, it was a Yes, and everything is on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the good things. Spotify? Pro- maybe? <laughs> so for your patreon for the elitist do you guys wrestle is that what happens no 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 we uh that is unsafe um no we have merchandise though and um so we have some pretty uh, cool things so yeah, yeah i just yeah, want yeah. to see you do a suplex to your co-star co-host <laughs> i don't know i you have to remember too i'm only like five two five three like <laughs> so okay let me get training i can really hurt myself (laughs) uh and if you you know what a suplex is i remember i remember from the days of watching what it was called wwf the rock and everything and steve austin yeah before they got sued that's a whole other story that's a whole other story but the and you don't cover it on your podcast because you talk about aew no, nope. A-E-W. Yes. Yeah, yes. AEW. I did, I said it right. I did it right. Um, yes. And if you want to talk about wrestling or The Princess and the Frog with me, you're more than welcome to. You can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. Tell me your thoughts and feelings on The Princess and the Frog. Should she have been a frog less than the she actually was? Which Jacqueline is nodding her head yes. So, I mean, that's the answer. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about, okay, so there was this program called Original Cast Recording Company. That is the name of a documentary that we are going to be talking about because what? It's my birthday. <laughs> the next- where can I, 
where can I find this documentary before we sign off? You can find it. Uh, there is there is a, a version of it on YouTube, but it has a commentary track. You can also find it on the Criterion streaming service app. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. which you can get do like a seven day free trial if you want to what I didn't say that out loud. what 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 <laughs> it is glorious um but yes so happy valentine's day everyone I hope happy valentine's day I hope you're all safe out there and you know love is in the chocolate air chocolate and flowers abound yes and hopefully no one gets turned into a frog boom okay bye for now everyone Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.